Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean. And hi, I'm Mark Shank. Hey, I hear we have a, a story um, about a bicycle, Mark, which is kind of funny because I was chatting to Georgia just yesterday and she said to me, look, I know you guys are recording another podcast episode. Whatever you do, don't have a story about a bicycle. Apparently, we have some bicycle stories in the last Oops. Uh, uh, few months. <laughs> there was the British bike uh, cycling team. There was the hard driving, you know, cyclists down the coast Derek Sievers. Yep. Yeah. What else? Backwards bicycle. Backwards bike. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a bit of a thing going there. But anyway, we're, we're not going to let that deter us. Um, and it's, or, not like, it's not like cycling is our thing. Yeah. It's, no, it's not like we're cycling anyway. But yeah. Never mind. As I said in the last episode, I have a bike. I'm not really sure where it is. Right. Exactly. exactly. That's the extent of my cycling. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's nice. Uh, I was doing a, um, a program for Electronic Arts, big, you know, the gaming company. And our customer there actually started, opened up that program with the uh, that bicycle story, the, the hard-driving A-type cyclists down Californian coast. So... I thought that was fantastic. And it was just, and then he sort of said to the, the folk who were on the training course that, you know, if you want to have stories to tell, go and check out Anecdotally Speaking. So it's out there. People are doing it. Yeah. So it's actually, well, that's precisely what we're hoping to achieve is that people get business stories that they can use in their own communications. Yeah. That worked yeah. really well. Oh, good. Good. Right. That was, now, that think, was Andy Billings, was it? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. They yeah. did a terrific job. Now, you have a story for us today, Mark. It's your, uh, it's your day. Okay, so lay it on the, us. The <laughs> one more bicycle story, perhaps. Sorry, Georgia. Um, <laughs> it wasn't planned, right? I'm not doing this deliberately to uh, to annoy you and uh, contravene your orders, but uh, it just happens. This story was uh, pointed. This one by uh, Jaya Mache, our partner in Singapore. Uh, who was also on the podcast recently. Yeah. And it's a story that illustrates that uh, you don't need a lot of resources to achieve great things. In India, uh, back in early March, there was a rickshaw driver who was working in New Delhi. Millions of people come to the cities from the country uh, to try and earn a living. And so this guy uh, working in New Delhi, uh, sending money home to his village, which was about 1,200 kilometres away on the border with Nepal in a place called Bihar. And he had an accident and couldn't walk. So his daughter has travelled from Bihar because his mum has said, can you go and look after dad? So she went and looked after her dad in, in New Delhi. Um, and then the COVID-19 lockdown came. They were stranded in New Delhi. Uh, Without, with very limited money uh, and food. And the train system, which most people in India rely on, was shut down to try and uh, limit COVID-19. So, oh, and another complication, the, uh, they were, where, where her dad was living, uh, the landlord saying, I'm going to evict you because you can't pay. So stuck in New Delhi, uh, no, uh, very little money, very little food, about to be evicted and the daughter's going, she's 15 year old, right? She's a school kid and she's going, what do I do? Like, there's no trains, da, 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 da. And she has promised her mum that she will get her dad home. So she goes, she's, she goes and buys a bicycle. She 
doesn't know how to ride a bicycle. She doesn't have one. She hasn't ridden one. But she buys a bicycle and goes, well, I'm going to ride back to Bihar, 1,200 kilometers, with my dad on the on the uh, parcel tray on the back of the bike. Sitting Was this one wheel. of these latest, uh, you know, 20-speed uh, high-end bike? bicycles? No, I, I've had a look at the photos. It is a dodgy old rickety bike. It's <laughs> definitely not anything flash. Yeah. And she sets out on this trip relying totally on people that they meet along the way for food, takes 10 days. She rides 1,200 kilometers, gets gets her dad home. And uh, it, it attacked, the, the story attracted international attention. And the, the, the girl who basically, she's just, I don't know what the fuss is. I promised mum I would get dad home, and I did. Her, her name was Jyoti Kumari. Right. So, uh, so Good job, Jyoti. Yeah, and she's just going. I had to do it. We wouldn't have survived if we knew if we were in New Delhi. Yep, I didn't have any choice. I just got it done. And right. so, a great example of how um, if you if she'd have sat down and looked at the uh, at that from a uh, a planning perspective, you would have never even started. But she just had an objective and didn't think about the barriers. She just got it done. Yeah, right. I think you know when the uh, desperation levels get to us, you know, to a point where you just have no choice, right? It's amazing what you can get done. I mean, absolutely. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, I reckon a ride to the border of Nepal would be a fairly uphill ride. Would that be it's true? Certainly not. Not a flat ride. There's a lot of. Well, I'm not sure if it's like whether there is an overall elevation change, but yeah. there certainly would have been a lot of hills. It's got to be hills. There's yeah. got to be hills involved. Yeah. And have you ever ridden a hundred kilometres in a day? No, I can't say I have actually. Well, but, uh, look, I've yeah. ridden 100 kilometres in a day, uh, like it was a, a two-day charity ride. So yep. 100 kilometres on day one, 100 kilometres on day two. I had plenty of practice and I had a flash bike and I had no one, <laughs> I didn't have anybody on the, on the pillion and I was smashed. Yeah, so, yeah. And she rode 120 kilometres each day with her dad on her back, uphill, down dale, uh, on a rickety old bike. Pretty amazing. Did I hear that... Um the Indian Cycling Association is now looking at her as a, a potential, you know, future cyclist for the country. Apparently, they've offered her uh, an all-expenses-paid trip to go and do a tryout when the COVID nineteen. Is restrictions. that right? Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! And we might yeah. have discovered a talent as well. Well, yeah, maybe she's got some uh, raw talent. But if her determination is anything to go by, man, that would be pretty useful in a competitive, you know, in a sporting, a competitive sporting environment. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's let's have a chat about, you know, what could what could we do to make this story even better, right? Um, I mean, the sort of things that I, I I thought all the information was there in the story, but I'm just wondering if a, if some of it would come at the beginning of the story, like you know, for example, uh, her name, uh, maybe a little uh, snapshot of you know her age. I think you you remembered it halfway. You sort of went, oh, I better tell you the. The name of the age of that young or schoolgirl, um, but I reckon if you front loaded that little bit with a just little thumbnail sketch, uh, that would have given them a picture for people in their mind as they're hearing the story and you know making the trip out to, to Delhi to help her old man. Um, yeah. So that was that's yeah. something that just sort of springs to mind as I listen to that story. Yeah, and and I like that. So a retelling of that and basically just telling the story from her perspective. So back yeah. in early March, a 15-year-old schoolgirl called Jyoti Kumari left her village and went to Delhi because her dad has had an accident. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that would that be a better way to tell beautiful, that story. Beautiful, that's a better that, way to tell that story. Yeah, I yep. think so. Yeah. Um, and just as a, a note to people who are listening here, this is one of the things that uh, uh, is about making stories even better is that you tell the story, you get some feedback, have a bit of a bit of a conversation about it and better ways to tell it emerge. You yes. don't get better at this just by thinking about it. Exactly. Uh, so this sort of conversation really helps you go, ah, oh, yes, telling it that way. And that's a, a really, for me, the next time I tell it, I'll, I'll, well, in future times, I'll always tell it from her perspective. Yes, I think that's a good way of doing it. And, but, you know, in terms of um, the other thing that sort of springs to mind um, is, you know, even a bit of a thumbnail sketch of what, I don't, we don't know if we know this, but, you know, what, what was the dad like? I, I remember going to Delhi and um, getting, I, I was trying to get across a extremely busy street. Like it was, it was crazy busy. In fact, there was no way to cross it, quite frankly. And I was standing there just sort of contemplating, how was I going to get across this street? And this uh, rickshaw driver jumped off his bike and just waded across the street. And it was like the parting of a sea. You know, people just stopped their cars, bikes, rickshaws, everything stopped as he just strode across the street towards me. And he got to me and he just sort of said, do you need a ride? And how could you say oh. no to that guy? I mean, it was just like oh, so yeah. helpful. Yeah. So he turned around and both of us then walked across, you know, did the exact opposite. And this guy was a, his, his name was Deepak. And he was a little tiny guy. He would have been in his fifties. And here I am, you know, six foot three, 110 kilo guy. Giant of a man. Yeah. In, in comparison. And the, I just felt sorry for him because I jumped in the back of his rickshaw and there he was, you know, beavering away to get me to places around. It was a fantastic day. But, you know, like getting, getting that little snapshot of the, the father, I think that could be a, a nice addition to that story. We may not know it though, right? Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I've seen the, the images of her father, and you know, he's he's not he's not a, a big man. He's uh, yeah. he's about the same size as uh, as his fifteen year old daughter, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, so that makes it a little bit more um, plausible in terms of putting putting him on the pillion uh, seat, or you know, yeah. the, the package uh, sort of spot for his bicycle for the bicycle. Um, what else? What so else your, could you your, do? Uh, I just your uh, example from uh, from being in Delhi reminded me back in ni- 1992 when I was in Cairo and I was trying to cross the road. In, there was three of us um, trying to cross the road in Cairo. Could not get just could not get across. And uh, this policeman saw us and he just walked out into the road and put his hand up. And the whole oh, right. traffic stopped. That's <laughs> like nice of him. of traffic stopped. It's like, oops, I guess we'll go now. Doing um, his bit for tourism in Cairo. Just, there you go. It's just crazy. Like the, the traffic just flowing past it. And he just walks out in front of it, holds his hand up. And man, they've got some power. That's a powerful hand that guy had. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So anything else we need to chat about in terms of how we'd make this story better? Well, I guess... Um, other than that big change, one of the things I really really like about it, it's just such, it's so short. Yeah, it's a simple story. It's very simple. It's a lovely story. There's a yeah. you know there's a problem. You know this woman, this young girl faces this problem, a real challenge, and uh, you know she turns around and solves it. Right. That's yeah, it's sort of like lives. it's like um, Kurt Vonnegut's Man in a Hole. You know. Yep. You know, you start off, man gets in a hole, gets out of the hole. You know, as he says, people love that story. And it's essentially, that's essentially what we've got here. Um, 
how about then we chat, a, chat about how you'd use this story? You know, where would this story play out in a business context? Well, I guess the first one for me is that lots of businesses are facing challenges right now uh, due to COVID-19 and probably not many of them are as difficult as the situation that Gioti was facing. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so you go, look, folks, yes, we've got a challenge, but we can get through this uh, because when desperate, desperate times calls for desperate measures. And let me just share with you this you know, back in March and she rode 200 kilometers, but with, a, you know, with no money and da, da, da. And if you'd have looked at that, you'd have said it's impossible. Yeah. So folks, what, what can we do? Yes. Yeah. And um, the other one that pops to mind for me, I've been reading uh, Gary Klein's work on insight. And he talks about three pathways to insight. And one of them is, is creative desperation. You know, this, that situation, it's a bit like that Apollo 13 clip that I think people know pretty well where they have to create the carbon dioxide filter out of a, you know, sort of a miscellaneous set of materials uh, that's, you know, in the, um, in the space vehicle. And, you know, they're just forced to do it. They throw it on the table and it's like, guys, we've got to make this happen. We've got like 30 minutes to make it happen. And they do it, right? And so I think there's, there's something about being put under pressure, under the pump. You've got to make it happen. And, um, you know, and there's no choice, right? There's no choice. And she had no choice, right? So I think that's part of it. Um, so I, I, could, I you could talk about that from an insight perspective. Yeah, it's, but that is, it's a, it is a very good Apollo 13 style story because when you're looking at difficult situations, there's a, there, there, there can be a tendency to look at the barriers. Well, oh, it won't work, I can't do this. And it's like, but when you have no choice. Yeah. Right, so folks, let's look at this problem as if we have no choice. Did I mention that example I heard about one of the banks and their call centers? Did I, have I mentioned that on the podcast? I'm not sure, but it's... I can't remember, but it's exactly the same situation. You know, this bank uh, did a big review of whether they could uh, make available their call centre, you know, if their call centre operators could work from home. And, you know, they spent ages doing this review. They worked out it was going to cost them $37 million or something to do this, to upgrade the technology, and, and that it would take six months for the implementation and... And in the end, they sort of said, no, we can't do it. It's too difficult, right? And then, of course, COVID-19 hits. They are out working from home in three days, right? So, again, you know, like when you need to do it, right, when there's no other choice. You can get it done. You can get it done, right? Yep. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the, the default mechanism is to sort of throw all the barriers in the way as to why something can't be done. Um, you just... I guess need to light a fire under it sometimes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Well, I think that there are a bunch of ways you could use this story. And I guess one of them is that um, even an action that seems doomed for failure is better than doing nothing. So doing nothing for, for in this circumstance for Gioti and her father, you know, basically meant starving in Delhi. Yeah, there was not a choice, right? So, uh, yeah, you could have done nothing and starved or you could have just done this thing that appears hopeless. But it turns out uh, it's not. Yeah, yeah, you can rise to the occasion. 
cool. I, I guess the, the you know another one is just the importance of having a goal. Yeah, and, and also she had a goal, and also having the voice of a mother in her head saying, "Hey, mm. get your dad home." Well, yeah. you promise me that you'll get your dad home. Yes, I'll get that's your dad right. home. Yeah, that's that got to be a, that's got to be a driving force, right? Yep, uh, yep. The promise that she made to her to her mum. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, I guess determination, folks. You know, we, we need to we need to keep going. Yeah, as a character trait, determination. This yeah. is vitally important. This is what it can achieve. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are. Yeah, multiple different business applications of that story. Terrific. I guess also from the, you know, like if you just wanted to inspire people. Yeah, that's right. It's a classic one of, you know, you put up the front of a big presentation that you were going to do to sort of set the scene, get a feeling in the room. Hey, we can, people can, humans are amazing. They can do amazing things. Yep. And we're facing some challenges, folks. Um, but think of what we can achieve if, we're, if we put our minds to it. Yes. I think you'd have to put it that positive perspective. I don't, think, I don't think it would help you if you sort of said, hey, guys, you know, don't be such wimps. See what uh, Giotti did uh, in India. You know, I think if you put it that perspective, you're going to uh, get slapped down. So, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you use that story to embarrass people or to demean them yeah, uh, or, yeah, to, yeah, or that's, to, that's to, not to criticize them, that's it? not a good, yeah. No, no. Okay, let's give it some scores. Um, I would give this, uh, you know, I think this is an eight out of 10 story, right? This is a nice human story with people going above, well, uh, you know, a girl going above and beyond, you know, to help her old man. So I think this is fabulous. I love it. I could see it being told. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's lovely and simple. For me, it's a seven because I'm not picturing that, that many times where I might use it. Yeah, right. So yeah. just, just I, I really like it, but it's just from a, a usability perspective. So seven for me. Okay, good. Well, that's been a good story. Thanks, Mark. Fantastic. Another one down. I think they're into our 60s, you know. We're 60 stories and anecdotally speaking at the moment. So uh, 60 plus stories. So please, if you wouldn't mind giving us a, you know, a, five-star review on iTunes just helps get the, the message out there. And uh, well, if, if you don't have five stars, please let us know. God, we, we'd love to uh, always make this uh, show better. And um, yeah. And, and let us know, pop, pop a note in the, um, in the comments at the bottom of, uh, of the podcast notes and uh, on, on our website and um, yeah, any thoughts you have, how you've used the stories. We'd love to hear that as well. And also if you have a story that you th- you think is a, uh, a good story for us to share on the podcast. We'd love to do that, do that. And, uh, and we cer- certainly let people know where we, uh, where we got that, uh, got that story from. Fantastic. Well, thanks everyone for listening to anecdotally speaking. And of course, yeah, tune in next week for another episode of how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.